My entitled nephews break into my shed and rob me blind. But when I confronted their parents about this, they dismissed me and blew me off. So I went to the police and I had them arrested. Here's what happened. About midway through last week, when I came home from work, I noticed my shed door was open and the padlock that I used to keep it shut was broken as well. I had a lot of bags full of soda cans in there. My friends and I tend to drink a lot of soda. So I've built up a lot of cans over the course of about a year and I was going to cash them in at a recycling place soon because I like big payouts. At the place I was going to go to, it's about 10 cents a can. But there was more than just my bags of cans missing from the shed too. I was also missing my gardening shears, my steel rake, my shovels, as well as two full gallons of gasoline. I also lost my power drill that was like $5, so I hope it was worth it, as well as an electric hedge trimmer and a small electric chainsaw that I also used. But whoever broke into this didn't touch my lawnmower, weed whacker, extension cords, as well as several other items that they just blatantly left alone. And I have no idea why they took what they did. I guess maybe whoever did this broke in thinking that they could resell it or something. So I went to my security cameras and lo and behold, it was my nephews. All three of these entitled teenagers broke into my shed using one of their dad's large claw hammers. I recognize the hammer because it's a bright yellow and black one and their dad has a bunch of them. It only took them a few hits to smash the cheap lock. After they first broke into my shed, they took what they could by hand, and then they came back with shopping carts that I'm guessing that they also stole. It took them a few trips to get all of the cans, and they didn't even bother to try and close the door when they were done. And with this evidence in hand, I went to my sister and my brother-in-law, and at first, before I could show them anything, they denied that their kids stole anything from me. So I decided to surprise them with security footage that they had no idea about. In fact, I've had to put up cameras before because of their kids. This is not an isolated incident, and this is not the first time that they've robbed me blind. It started with foods and snacks, and then these little thieves moved on to DVDs and video games. Then, after they got their grubby hands on all of that, they would basically take anything they could get their hands on. And any time I made them return my stuff that they had stolen from me, I was treated like the bad guy. And then I got the fakest apologies I've ever heard. And they never got in much trouble either from their parents. The final straw happened last year, when my nephews broke into my house and stole three six-packs of my favorite blood orange beer from my fridge. They used my spare hidden key just to get into my home. And guess what? When I went to my brother-in-law, my sister, and talked to him about this, all they said was, oh, well, boys will be boys. And this is where things got interesting. When my sister and brother-in-law saw the camera footage of my nephews stealing from me, they seemed furious. But in all actuality, they were more angry that their boys skipped school than they were of them stealing from me. They had spent all day making repeated trips to the bottle drop and cashing in my cans. And they used that money to buy video games and junk food. The money that they got amounted to nearly $200. With that and the destroyed padlock, I told my sister and brother-in-law that they now owed me over $200. My sister and brother-in-law went from being angry at their kids to then making excuses for them. And then to being angry at me for wanting that money back when I know they have three kids and a mortgage. I said it was either that or I go to the police and I press charges. At that point, they had had enough. So they told me to get out, and I said that they have two days to decide how to pay me back before I go to the cops. I ended up getting back everything that my nephew stole from me. But over the next couple of days, my sister and brother-in-law were blowing up my phone with tons of messages. At first, they were calling me heartless because it was right after the holidays, and they have three kids and a mortgage, again, repeating the same line. They then started gaslighting me, which then progressed to them threatening me. And all of this would go on a repeat cycle. My 
nephews chimed in from another cell phone and were sending me lots of messages on their own, which were all just more fake apologies and more gaslighting. My eldest nephew even sent me a picture of himself holding a soda can and giving me the middle finger. So I guess they weren't taking my threats of going to the police seriously, all because we were family. When I spoke with my sister and brother-in-law, they refused to negotiate any sort of method of repayment for what my nephews did. Even when I tried to give suggestions that maybe they sell off the video game so that I can get my money back, it just simply was not enough. Then they had the audacity to say that I had actually tempted my nephews by having the cans in my shed to begin with. Yes, you heard that right. Apparently, I'm the devil snake that tempted my nephews with a shed full of cans, basically enticing them to cash it in for money. So at that point, I had just about enough and I decided that was it. I went to the police station that morning and I filed the report. I gave them a copy of the video footage of my nephew stealing from my shed. I gave them the broken lock that they smashed. I showed them all of the text messages, which were screenshotted and also given as evidence. I even gave them a copy of the photo my eldest nephew sent me of him flipping me off. Not too long after that, my nephews were indeed arrested on Saturday. The police came to their house and my sister and brother-in-law were forced to let them in because they had a warrant. Apparently, all three of my nephews went from being cocky little brats to crying like babies when they were being put in handcuffs. I know this because a neighbor I'm acquainted with that sort of friends with my sister was there to see it happen. And shortly after the arrest, my sister and brother-in-law were blowing up my phone again. They weren't able to get their kids out of jail till Monday morning. And now the boys are being charged with larceny, willful destruction of property, and harassment. The police took this whole case pretty seriously as there has been complaints about my nephews for some time, but nothing was proven until now. Apparently, over the past few months, bags of cans have actually been going missing all over the area, and while I don't know if it's my nephews or not, they most definitely now are likely suspects. And with word spreading of their arrest, let's hope other neighbors with security cameras come forward with more footage. As you could probably guess, my sister and brother-in-law showed up at my house. I refused to open the door and told them that this all happened because they are enablers who refused to hold their kids accountable for their actions. And when I said that, that just made them scream and pound on my door more till I threatened to call the police on them too. And since I've done it already, they know I mean it by now. So they left without any more trouble, but they went back to blowing up my phone. I didn't block my sister or my brother-in-law. Instead, I decided to save all of the messages they sent me because I've made the decision to take them to small claims court over this. I don't really need or want the money and have already replaced the damaged padlock with a much better one. However, the kids aren't the only ones who need to be taught a lesson. In the end, I hope I put them in enough of a hole that they learn not to mess with me ever again. I also have the full support of my family on this. My cousins, my aunts, my parents, everybody. They're all supporting me in this because my nephews have stolen from them too. And after banning my nephews from my house, some of them have done the same. I'm going to push for my nephews to get community service. And the reason why isn't just because it's a good idea, but also because I know they'll hate that the most. Whenever they are made to do any kind of work, they don't want to do it. They just stand around griping and act like the whole world is against them. So hardly anything ever gets done. Perhaps a few hundred hours of unpaid work will teach them some manners. They've been spoiled for far too long. Honestly, you did these kids a big favor because what starts out as soda cans and gardening tools soon becomes something seriously illegal. And based on the way things are being described, these parents also need to be taught a lesson because the way they're acting is so inappropriate. It's absolutely ridiculous to protect your kid over something like this and not allow the consequences to come their way. And if they had just paid back the original poster, all of this could have been avoided, but they wanted to be 
be stubborn. So you know what? At the end of the day, what goes around comes around. And these nephews absolutely had it coming. I no longer want to have kids with my wife. And I don't know how to discuss this with her or where to even start. My wife of three years and I had intended to have children shortly after marriage. The pandemic interrupted that idea. And it wasn't until the start of this year that we decided to try again. It wasn't long until she did end up pregnant, but it turned sour a few months in. I was ready for her to be more irritable and need a lot of help, but I wasn't ready to be shouted at on a daily basis and insulted over every little disagreement. The one time I put my foot down and told her, for example, that I'm not going back to the store to get a specific snack when our pantry was full of food, in retaliation, she threw a can of soda at my head. After that, I packed my bags and I went to visit my brother for a few days. Two days in, she calls me and tells me that she had a miscarriage. It was a terrible situation and she was an absolute mess. I go back to the house and she's sitting there sobbing and telling me she's sorry for everything she did and that losing our child was her fault for being so terrible. Over the last month, we've been working to recover from the loss and rebuilding our marriage. She's mostly back to the same wonderful person I married and I believe her behavior really was based on pregnancy hormones. My brother, though, isn't convinced and wanted me to stay with him, but I couldn't bring myself to abandon my wife after miscarrying. The problem I have now is my wife is talking about trying for a kid again. I have forgiven her for the behavior before, but I am not willing to go through that again. For me, kids are no longer an option between us as far as I see it, but I don't know how to express this without sounding confrontational and controlling. I do want to stay married with my wife. This one short time aside, she has been an amazing partner in so many ways, and I don't want to throw that away. But I don't want her to get pregnant ever again, though. And I know that's a lot to ask. If she agrees, I'll propose that we both get sterilized to be extra sure and fair. Does that sound reasonable? Is there some other approach that I should take? What should I do? This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. I think being honest and open with your wife and saying, hey, I don't want kids anymore would really be the best thing to say. And you probably need to be ready for whatever reaction you do get from her, because there is a chance that she probably will not want to be married with you anymore. And that's just something you have to be ready for. But saying out loud, as well as posting that you do not want kids is, in my opinion, a very responsible thing to own up to, because the irresponsible thing would be to have a few kids and then realizing after the fact that, no, I actually don't want kids, knowing that you don't want kids up front, despite how your wife is going to feel about it, is very responsible in my opinion. But I think, if anything, couples counseling would probably be a very good step for both of you. It sounds like some underlying issues might be going on here, and it might be in your best interest to look into that. My girlfriend is not honoring our debt agreement, and at this point, I don't know what to do. My girlfriend and I have been together for three years. She is a very kind, wonderful person, but she's a workaholic, as well as a former alcoholic, 11 years sober, and I'm also two years sober. 
COVID was hard on us. We had just spent most of our savings to move across the country, and we were both laid off early after getting a pretty nice place because at the time, we were making good money. I'm happy to say we are well-situated now, having both gotten even better jobs than before and even bought a house together before interest rates skyrocketed. But before I was sober, I wasn't great with money. I've since gotten much better, but I had racked up about $14,000 in credit card debt. When we went on unemployment, the interest was very expensive. My kind girlfriend opened a joint account with 0% interest for 24 months, and so we transferred the debt over to save me on interest. Fast forward to when we both have jobs in January of 2022, and we're in therapy for a bunch of other reasons. She says she wants to be paid back, so we keep separate finances and put anything we split into Splitwise, which is an app that tracks who owes what. We both like it, and it works really well for us. So I suggest we put all $14,000 into Splitwise. I'll cover the next $28,000 of household expenses, and she can use the money that she saves to pay down the debt, to which she agrees. So for the next eight months, I cover all household expenses. I even got a second job just to help out, and I successfully paid down the debt. A little bit of background before we go any further. Her father is terminally ill. I noticed a lot of boxes showing up at the house during this time, with clothing, shoes, bags, and other stuff almost every day. I wanted to say something, but we're both very hands-off with how each other spends their money and figured it was none of my business. She's very sensitive to me telling her how to do things or inquiring about stuff like that. So I paid down the debt, and I'm pretty proud of myself, and I find out afterwards that she didn't pay down a single cent of it. She then accuses me of tricking her, misleading her, and not actually paying down the debt, apparently because I didn't give her any cash. I make a spreadsheet of all of the expenses I had covered. Meals, insurance, mortgage payments, car payments, all things that she would have had to pay if I hadn't covered them. But it doesn't sway her at all. She insists I still owe her for the debt. Well, she sort of comes around and recognizes it's her debt now. But we have other debt. Since we were both unemployed for 14 months, we racked up a large back rent bill. Also because we got into a fight with the landlord because the place was not up to code according to the city and was declared uninhabitable. We had lots of problems that he never fixed. I had to hire attorneys after we moved and through a lot of hard work on my part negotiated the debt down to 50%. So far, I've been paying off this debt myself as part of the debt that I owe her, but now it was supposed to be her time to start contributing 50%. Naturally, she's saying I should just assume all payments for that debt, which is still about $20,000, since according to her, I didn't actually pay her back for the other debt. And at this point, I'm just at a loss. I worked very hard, like I said, getting a second job, just so I could pay her back for what I owed her, because she made it clear that was important. She could check any time she wanted in the application and see that the debt was being paid down and by how much. I'm flabbergasted that she would now accuse me of not paying it down and demanding that I take on this other debt. It makes me feel so distant from her and I feel very hurt. How can I approach her and get her to understand? For context, she came from a very poor family, which has entirely shaped her way of thinking about money. She's a penny pincher to the max. I came from wealth and privilege and I recognize that. And I have an abundance mentality. I don't put anything under $50 on our expense tracking app. But in contrast, she will put down $3 iTunes rental fees into the app. Honestly, since it's not a massive sum of money, like I said, we both do really well. I am just going to be leaning towards just paying it off as long as she agrees to stop complaining and fighting me over this. It's all so painful and is doing lasting damage to the relationship. But if I do, I know I will resent her for it. What should I do? 
It seems like you made this way more complicated than you need to. Like, I don't know why you decided to group your debts all together and mix your finances together. I think that honestly was where your first problem is. Also, you didn't get anything in writing. So, of course, she can say, nope, you owe me more because there's nothing in writing and there's just bank statements. Which, by the way, how is that not enough to prove that you've been paying stuff? Like, your girlfriend doesn't sound like she's at all caring about the money that you've already paid. So, in my opinion, I think it's time to separate your finances because otherwise you very well could owe her more money somehow. And I seriously think that's the last thing that anybody wants. My mother-in-law has been living with us for the past two years and I don't know how to get her out of our house. My mother-in-law and her husband lived originally in mainland China. Her husband passed away suddenly and my Chinese wife invited her to come and live with us. And I accepted, thinking it would be a temporary thing and also a way to thank her for the donation she provided for the condo's down payment that we're currently living in. And then suddenly the pandemic happened. And except for a short two-month period, my mother-in-law has been living with us since the summer of 2019. While our apartment is modern, it only has two bedrooms and one bathroom. We do have two kids and we live on top of each other right now. We frequently have bathroom issues. We've even had an instance where one of my kids has gone to the bathroom on the floor because my mother-in-law has been in the bathroom for an eternity. Worst of all, I don't speak Mandarin or Chinese and she is not learning English. I tolerated this during the pandemic because there was no travel possible. But now that the pandemic is finished, I find this less and less tolerable. I have tried multiple times discussing with my wife exactly how I've never accepted the situation. But she has not given up anything or really listened to me in the first place. The situation is good for her because she gets to be close to her mother. Her mom also cooks half the time as well as cleans up the house. So she really doesn't have to do any chores. The truth of the matter is her mom has an absurd amount of control on her daughter. She treats her as if my wife is still 12 years old and that she can dictate exactly how things should be. Apart from the obvious bathroom issue and the lack of space, the biggest truth is that her mom is putting distance between us. Before we were quite close and now she's spending most of her time with her mom. If this continues, I'll actually become the odd one out of the family. Since we have kids together, I don't want any breakup or any marriage issues. How would you approach this if you were in my situation? Would you take the harder route and just tell your wife that it's unacceptable and that her mom needs to go? Or would you do a soft approach? I'm looking to have some kind of one-on-one with my wife this weekend and I really could use the advice. What should I do? If I was in your shoes, I definitely would have this conversation with my wife. I would explain to her exactly how I feel. I would explain to her that I was okay with your mother-in-law moving in and we have made accommodations considering her circumstance, but I did not agree to her staying for two years. Our apartment is too small for this many people. We're climbing over each other and our kids are having to go to the bathroom on the floor just because she's hogging the bathroom. That's not okay. And I think if you just explain it and lay it out exactly how it is, you can hopefully show your wife that yeah, some changes need to be made. I think in the worst case scenario, it might be time to look for a house. You have a lot of people living in a small apartment and I don't think that's very fair for you or anybody living there. So if anything, maybe it's time to look for something bigger. Today, I messed up by putting anime stickers on my phone case and boy do I regret it. For reference, my friends last year came into school with a lot of, how do you say, provocative anime girl stickers. We all laughed our heads off while shuffling through all of them, each one of us stealing a couple from the pile. Now, I didn't want my family or any of my teachers to see my new stash, so I slipped off my phone case, put the stickers in, along with a drawing a friend of mine had made me, and a sweet note from another friend I had in there, and closed my phone back up. Fast forward a year, and this morning I was a bit frazzled due to other school obligations. 
which caused me to be pretty careless with my phone, leaving it behind. I only realized this halfway through my fourth period, after I had some time to waste, wanting to pull out my phone and mindlessly scroll as I waited to be dismissed. Of course, I couldn't find it in the typical pouch I leave it in, or anywhere in my bag after dumping everything out. Confused, I went back onto my laptop and used Google's Find My Phone feature to try and figure out if I maybe left it on the bus or in a previous class. After realizing it was in the same building as my locker, I sighed out of relief as I had been at my locker that morning. I would just go to my locker quickly before heading to the cafeteria. I only had another period after this one, so I wasn't too bad of a wait. I was only about 30 minutes into my class period before lunch when I received a very ominous email from my school's dean. It said, I believe I have located your phone. Please come to my room to retrieve it. And of course, at this moment, I started to panic as I honestly thought that it was in my locker, but apparently it wasn't. And now our school's dean had it. My mind kept jumping on the same question. How did they know this was my phone? I have a pretty generic lock screen with a passcode and nothing on my case indicates whose phone this is. After retrieving my phone, I turned it on to check any new notifications I had. I then turned my phone over, noticing a change. The drawing my friend had drew of me typically poked out of the camera hole just a little bit, leaving a little white piece of paper just under the camera. Confused, I popped open my phone case and noticed the trinkets inside had been mixed around, including those scandalous anime lady stickers. And that's when it hit me. The dean absolutely saw the stickers, every single one of them, and I could not be more embarrassed. This is really embarrassing, but there are a few silver linings to take from this. First off, you got your phone back, which is a big deal. It would be worse if you didn't get it back and you just couldn't find it. But also, at least you hid the stickers. It would be another thing if it was all over your phone. That would have been incredibly awkward otherwise. So it's not totally the end of the world. At least you kept your secret hidden. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.